Welcome to another episode of Dark Insight. This is episode 41 for Saturday, January 14th, 2017. I am your host this week, Jeremy Greer. I am joined with my joined by my brother from another mother, Clifford Goldsmith. Cliff, how are you today? Oh, I got that. That's that's Cliff Jr. we have on the line today, y'all. That's, I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> Cliff has a son that has a it sounds exactly like him, except his voice is higher pitched. So that'll be a lot of fun to get a child's perspective on this. All of this Nintendo Switch stuff. <laughs> we're also joined by Vader Van Oden from Osno, from New Zealand. Almost said that you were from Australia. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, sort of. <laughs> it's um very early where Vader is. We're not recording at our usual time, so Vader's up at like probably before the sun, if I've had to guess. Yes, yes, it's very dark. And we're also joined by a special guest, uh, Miss Nikki, a.k.a. at Lost Panda on Twitter. How are you today, Nikki? I'm good. It's very cold. (laughs) (laughs) We're all just a bunch of cold, sick, and extraordinarily lively people for your Dark Inside number 41 today. Uh, Nikki, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, You've you've been on Don't Give Up Skeleton, and We're Not Wizards, and like become like Twitter friends with everybody in our little Twitter community, and it's just an absolute delight to have you now on Dark Inside. Oh gosh, I'm really excited to be chatting with you guys. Yes, and thank you for becoming such wonderful friends. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about how much all of us love to be killed by Lady Maria. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do things a little bit differently today, listeners. We're going to start off with games instead of our usual news. Um, obviously, yesterday, um, or no, the day before yesterday. Um, all of Nintendo revealed a whole lot of details about the Nintendo Switch, and we're going to talk all about that. And we've got some listener feedback, so that's going to be towards the back of the show. But we figured we'd start it off with games we've been playing. But before we do that, Nikki, you said it's very cold where you're at. Cliff, what is the weather like in London? Um, it was snowing a couple of uh, yesterday. Uh, we got us a, a nice scattering of snow, so the city looked awesome. But now it's all melted, and I'm sad. It's all slushy and gross. Yeah. <laughs> Vader, what's the, what's the sky look like in your area? I can't see it. It's dark. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been terrible. We get maybe six hours of sun and then rain. It's been like like the worst summer in, that I can remember. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's life. It's very windy, so I apologize for any windy noise in the background. I hope you can't hear it. Do you know? Do you know what I genuinely thought that was the wind? Then, oh. <laughs> then, then the whistle came. Then the whistle came action. in. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good at making wind noises, guys. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the weather here is bonkers. The last time we recorded was uh, last Friday, and it was literally sleeting outside. Like my car doors oh. were frozen shut when we left to go to a party that night, and um, now. It's 80 degrees outside and sunny and like hot as hell. So welcome to Louisiana. Yeah, fun times. <clears throat> well, now that we've had our, our normal weather chat, let's get into some video games. Nikki, you're, you're our guest, so you get to go first. Oh. What you been playing? I've been playing Pokemon Sun for like the past two weeks. 
because uh, I got stuck in a chalice dungeon and I needed to take a step back from that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been meaning to beat Sun since forever because I set it down for about a month. And so I just booked it through the rest of the story. And now I'm currently trying to uh, find a destiny knot so I can start breeding perfect Pokemon because that's where I'm at with Pokemon. I love breeding perfect stat Pokemon and destroying people. I get really competitive with it. Is that like a is that like a situation where you're grinding for materials or something? I, I don't know much Pokemon. Uh, yeah, so the Destiny Knot, I think in previous games you could find it in like an area or uh, some Pokemon have an ability called Pickup and if they're a high enough level you have like a 10% chance of getting it. So I have two Pokemon in my current party and they both have the pickup ability. And each time you finish a battle, you have a chance of picking up an item. And so I'm trying to get the destiny lot that way, which is really bad and grindy and I shouldn't be doing it because it's going to take way too much time. Um, And the other way you can do it is go to like, they call it battle tree and you fight trainers. It's, each trainer has like three Pokemon and they're all really super strong and you need like EV trained Pokemon to even get far in it. But if I can get if you get like one battle point per fight if you win and I need like forty eight and I'm sitting at twelve right now. So oh, I was like I don't wanna do this. It takes way too long. It's awful. The fights take like ten minutes when they should only take like too and it's just bad it's a bad situation i've put myself in that sounds worse than trying to farm for pvp covenant items in dark souls 3 that yeah it's actively it, worse I would, <laughs> I would rather be farming for freaking pvp covenant items than this. <laughs> what's your uh like you obviously are way into the game but like was this like this obviously isn't your first pokemon game but like or mm-hmm. do you have like a big history with the series and is this like did this kind of like is this yes. the best pokemon game that there is <laughs> Uh, I got into Pokemon when it first hit the States. Like, it was my, what was not my first Game Boy game? But it was the first Game Boy game that I paid with my own allowance. So it's very special to me. Um, I think this is probably the best Pokemon since, uh, Gen 4. Gen 4 was, like, super, super great. The music was good. All the characters were really cool. And the new Pokemon were neat. And this one's giving me that feel that I had forever ago about Gen 4. So. I like it. I'm digging it. Yeah, this is the first Pokemon that I wanted to actually play again. Like I, I loved Pokemon when I was younger. Just ne- but never played any since Yellow. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think this one's a great one for people like new to the series to jump into. Like I keep trying to convince a friend to get it, and she's never played Pokemon, but they've made it very, uh, I guess, user friendly. Like it's. It's really good. Sometimes you just want to play an RPG that's very bare bones, and that's how I feel about Pokemon. It's just this yeah. bare bones RPG. Nice. Hopefully, it comes to the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Someone recently was trying to convince me to play Pokemon, but it's like one of those Brian. things where I've gone this far without playing them, so I kind of feel like <laughs> I should just hold the pattern, right? Like, if right. I haven't done it yet, just might as well not bother with it. Well, I'd say if you did get Pokemon, I'd have to fight you. So, <laughs> see, so fight. 
can you actually like is there pvp stuff like can you connect online and like fight each other's teams and stuff i didn't know any of that yeah you can totally do that and they'll have like online competitions like uh last spring they did something called the canto classic where you could only enter a party of six that had the original 150 pokemon from from that roster yeah (laughs) and um that was really fun i lost a lot but it was it was cool like playing other people that are on the competitive level it gets it gets wild like the different strategies people have come up with like there's some really cheap and dirty things you can do like uh my brother has this pokemon where it has a move called protect and it it cancels your opponent's attack and so he'll do protect one move and then he'll poison the pope the opposing pokemon with toxic and that gets worse and worse each turn it takes off a bigger chunk of health and then he'll heal and then just kind of alternate between healing and using protect because protect doesn't work if you use it can, like right after one after the other. So you have to put in a different move. So we just protect, heal, protect, heal. And he's got this incredible like HP pool and he it's like his legendary Pokemon destroyer because he's had people quit battles on him (laughs) like they rage quit and just stop okay nobody told me that you could grief in pokemon so yeah i need to go boot up my 3ds and yeah can i get me versus hate mail like that's all i'm really looking for (laughs) mention the word grief and jeremy's all over it i am (laughs) it's true i didn't realize that this whole component existed like now i'm kind of interested in it someone should have told me that you could be a dick in pokemon oh my god i should see if my brother still has some Good video of this one fight he had. It was awful. It was incredible. I loved it. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it like was... the scraping spear from Demon Souls. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly Judge what it you. sounds like. Um, you been playing anything else? Um, well, no, just it's just been Pokemon right now. It's kind of sad. <laughs> it's not sad at all. At least you played a video game. I have not played, literally oh. not played a video game since the last time I did a podcast about video games. <laughs> so that's pretty ridiculous. I, I was so, going to play Bloodborne last night, but it got too cold. So I just played Pokemon until <laughs> like 11. So. <laughs> so so what's the what's the deal with your Chalice Dungeon then? What's, um, what, uh, what's the issue with that then? I I finally decided to uh, do a Chalice Dungeon with all the offerings put on it. So I'm at like half health and everything's really mean and awful. And I was doing pretty good. Yeah, I was doing pretty well. Uh, Last time I did it, I was streaming, I think. And some people helped me. So that was really cool. That was me and a former guest of the show, Dr. Foss. Leonard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... I was jumping back into that dungeon on my own, like, oh, last week, and I came across a uh, amygdala, and it was awful, and the room's too small, <laughs> and she one-shots me, and I'm just like, oh, I need to stop playing for, like, a while and go back to Pokemon. So, that's where I'm at with Bloodborne. I, 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 I can't be dealing with any of the uh, challenge dungeons, just like, my <laughs> lord, I I think my TV would just, it wouldn't last five minutes. Well, <laughs> I was watching you stream some. You saw me do the normal Ami the other day. And I, I'm <laughs> really not the best of players, so the challenge ones. I've done the, the, the Defiled one, but that's the most. 
That was when I was getting the platinum. But other than that, geez, Louise. Oh. They're fun. They're a good time. But yeah, you you're too angry to play to play any kind of hard games like that. You don't want to do that. I should make what? that film that they done that drive angry film. I should just be like play games angry. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it so seems to be very success, successful on YouTube, like the angry video game guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. What I enjoyed about your description of the Chalice Dungeon, Nikki, was the how they were mean. Opposed to the really friendly and cuddly Bloodborne enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we all know we, we all know Lady Maria is just trying to give you like you know really really Why? intense hugs, right? <laughs> She's... Sharp blood swords and flames on them. <laughs> That's the kind of hugs I like. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Cliff, um, we we mentioned that you were streaming yesterday. You've been playing a bunch of Bloodborne. What's it been like going back to blood to Blooders? great <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not very good at it anyway and where it's been such a while like I haven't played since the DLC so trying to find my feet again has been fun uh, I'm getting there slowly um, I went with a, with a bit of a nice scrub build went with the um, Ludwig's Holy Blade build nice <laughs> yeah it's, it's been fun actually it's been quite cool streaming again uh, obviously I'm trying to get in as much streaming as I can before the baby's here, because then I won't be streaming for a little while. Man, when are so, you? So. When are we going to have a new little cliff? Speaking of man, like you're like <laughs> you're, you're way past due at this point. <laughs> I thought you were going to have this baby in October. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she's due on the 25th, but yes. babies are never on time. Um, Oliver was two weeks late, so yeah. Uh, uh, well, at least it has been an update. They've managed to turn the baby now, so. Good, 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 good. We can have a natural birth this time, so she won't be out of uh, like destroyed for six weeks and not being able to do bugger all. So yeah. that's a good thing. But yeah, once the baby's here, no streaming until she's in oh, the other one's room. <laughs> oh yeah, abso- absolutely. Room, so. yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it's fun being black in bubble, and I just, as I said when I when I was talking to you on DGS, I just love that game not like i can go back to it anytime and just continue to play it i just it's so good it just plays so well but oh i wish my ps4 pro would give it some extra frames because those slowdowns really bug me yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching uh steven veyu play um stream this morning he's doing a blood level four run and oh, uh he was in which props to him i saw him kill uh Dark Beast Parl. I saw him like walk through a chalice dungeon. He went through the shadows. The shadows. It was he kind of took him like four or five attempts, but he actually beat the shadows at level four, which was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was stuck on Rom, and I think he just got he kind of gave up. But uh, but yeah, like just watching him stream. Like number one, it really makes me want to play Bloodborne, and number two, like wow, that game could just use some extra horsepower behind it. Mm. it. It really could. It's, it's not too bad though. Like I don't like sometimes. Like the worst part I find when it lags out is when you're in the lecture building with, with as you as you officially call them the Gudens. The Gudens. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cool name. But yeah, we're in the room downstairs where there's loads of them everywhere. Yeah. And that's my farming spot. So uh, the ha- I don't know if you all just heard that. I think my son has just wrecked the kitchen. All <laughs> was my wife just going for. <laughs> Yeah, I heard somebody yell in the background. I didn't know if it was at you or towards you or what. So 
I think my son's just destroyed the kitchen. <laughs> it's going to look like Bloodborne out there in a minute, I think. Are you sure it's not just a, it's a huge spider or anything? <laughs> oh. uh, da, da. Was you there when I was trying to fight a spider? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, that was one of my favorite but, moments on the podcast is when Cliff's wife called him off and we had to take a break because there was a huge spider. And then, like, he left and he was like, I'm sure it's not that big. And then he came back and he's like, that's a huge fucking spider. <laughs> I don't remember what episode that is, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's back a while. <clears throat> yeah. So, Bloodborne, yeah, it, it's, it's good. Oh, it's such a good game. It, it, it really is a good game. But, yeah, it's, it's a shame they haven't done a, a pro patch, but I can imagine they're, they are super busy. They've, they, they reckon they've got, like, four IPs on the run at the moment. So, yeah. I can't imagine why they'd bother. Yeah, it's so. been... I mean, they're not making it... I'm sure they're not making a whole lot of money. Like, whoever's purchased Bloodborne at this point. Like, I know a bunch of people picked it up while it was on sale and everything, but, like, whoever has bought Bloodborne, like, has bought Bloodborne already. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine yeah. too many people... It's generating a whole lot of revenue now. Yeah. Obviously, that I'm just playing that until Resi 7, like, comes out, which oh, I cannot <laughs> fucking wait for. Like, I'm so hyped for that. See, it looks to be the first true resident evil since sort of like four because obviously five and six were just terrible terrible games so i don't um i don't i haven't really been paying attention to resident evil 7 but uh just kind of peripherally picking up the news and stuff like when they the stuff that they've been doing with the demo where they continually update the demo with like new things is really really interesting and a really cool way to promote a game like that's yeah it's very cool really really fun like I, i like that when is seven coming out cliff uh, 24th <laughs> of this month, <laughs> the day before my baby's due this month, yeah. And by all intents and purposes, uh, all the uh, a lot of people have been going to do a four hour preview at Capcom, and everyone is basically saying it's kind of like Resident Evil 1, but in first person. It's Thank they've you. gone back to their old horror, scary, like have to find certain keys to open certain doors, puzzles, and everyone's just singing its praises at the moment. So I'm okay. like, oh, I cannot. Cannot wait. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty keen on it and excited for it. I was talking to my sister about it yesterday because we had a 70th birthday for my mom. Uh, saw the family around. And you mentioned the horror. I see, I never saw, I know Resident Evil was a horror. I saw it, but I never really felt it was your typical horror. And I'm worried with Seven, they're kind of going into the horror too much at, um, with this whole creepy hillbilly shack thing boy you were preaching to the wrong choir in this crowd <laughs> me and cliff are like go hard go deep go hard but, what, what i mean um the the original resident evils they were they were scary but it was the tension scary it wasn't like <clears throat> horror movie horror if that makes sense um for, know, for me man, at least like, for some of the creatures and stuff in those things i, I, I would say it was i definitely i definitely would yeah, I think I think it's just a different type of horror, and I hope they don't go too far into the kind of the slasher horror to kind of aesthetic. No, see, that's the thing. It, it kind of the, the new one does kind of feel that, but I still think it's based on tension because it's not good. You've like the main sort of you, you've got sort of these four people that are following you around. It kind of works like the Nemesis did in the original one. It just wanders; they they just wander wherever they want around the mansion and can appear at any time. So it's it's more about sort of tenseness, but you'll be able to play it in VR as well. So you can be uh, super more scared. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki, do you have much of a history with the Resident Evil games? Um, okay. This is kind of story time. 
back in sixth grade, uh, my friends were all very into Resident Evil, and I wasn't because I didn't really have. I had like a couple PlayStation games at the time, and uh, my friend came over, and we were gonna play Resident Evil Two, but the TV at the time was like right by uh, my parents' room, so I was like, "Well, you can play it." but you have to have the sound down really low. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. And so we decided, oh, we'll just mute it. This will be fine. And so we ran through Resident Evil 2 with it muted and every jump scare, like I was crying. Like it was so scary for me. I didn't <laughs> yeah. like zombies to begin with. <laughs> I was just like, we got to stop. I can't do this. But yeah, so that, that was my Resident Evil experience. <laughs> I haven't actually played zombie games like freak me out so bad, but... I can watch other people play. So if somebody streams quite... Resident Evil 7, I will watch it. <laughs> well, I, I, I will be streaming it and archiving oh, good. it. So you can, you can watch me get scared instead. But it, it's really funny, actually, because I'm really zombied out, like TV, mm-hmm. movies. But Resident Evil, it kind of is zombies, but it really isn't. At the same time, it's more right. about sort of these creatures. The zombies are just like the low-level myth enemies i like the i like the demonic creatures that they bring in there the things that really interest me about resident evil i've never thought of it that way as like the zombies being kind of the low level just filler enemies because if i if i go in with that mindset i might actually be able to handle the game (laughs) such a baby when it comes to horror games like oh me too i can handle so (laughs) that's why i love them so much because they horrors scare the living daylights out of me and that's why i love them i love being scared (laughs) Just get it. your blood pumping. You're just like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Have I told y'all that when I worked at um, Babbage's, which was a game store before EB oh came god. around or GameStop? Babbage's. Yeah, Babbage's. Like I'm, a I'm, relic I'm, of old. I am a I am an old person. <laughs> should, uh, when I worked on worked at Babbage's, we would get phone calls all the time from people calling up and asking if we had that residential evil <laughs> which, which always made me laugh because i was like i really wanted to do like the sim city things okay well this is commercial evil over here and this is resident evil evil and you have to connect the water to your evil plant to make sure that your people can get uh, i had a whole thing in my head about it that is fantastic yeah. it, it is enough one speaking of resident evil there was um obviously i make electronic dance music and there was a a couple of guys in london that make the same music as me <clears throat> but they used to call themselves resonant evil uh, like resonant uh, uh, i see what you did there yeah and they used that <laughs> they used so to make cheesy. like seriously evil dark music though like oh uh, yeah super cheese but their their music was good uh it's fantastic funny. <laughs> Well, Vader, you're the person this week that has the most games on their list, and I thought that you mm. would be the busiest out of all of us. Like, aren't you still like moving <laughs> yeah. five houses and taking care of children yeah. and new dogs and everything else? <laughs> yeah. I mean, How did you have time crazy. to play all of these games? I managed to play. That's the thing. I haven't ever played. I haven't played anything for any real length of time. It's just like ten minutes here and ten minutes there. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> um, well, tell me about ten minutes of Robinson because I don't even recognize that as a as a name. It's the VR game. That's a VR game. Before we get into that, I I mentioned this on the last show, actually. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you, obviously, about VR, because we haven't really had a full rundown of your experiences with VR as a whole. And I would like to hear how you're getting on with it before you sort of get on into the games. So what's your experience with the the build of the, the, the headset and setting it up? Have you had any problems, any dramas or anything with it? 
Um, the the headset's real nice. It's, it's real slick. Um, yeah. The actual unit itself, um, and it feels solid enough that you're not feel, don't feel like it's going to break the drop of a hat. Um, I need to get the lenses seem to get dirty easy. Like I've just given, I've let people, a few people have a go. Like my wife's cousins and stuff came over for Christmas, and yeah, get greasy teenagers managed to get the lenses greasy. <laughs> um, so I need to get some lens cleaner. Um, but yeah, the unit itself is great. Um, it's kind of a pain having it plugged in because like my PlayStation just won't turn. My PlayStation will turn on, but the signal won't go to the TV because the HDMI goes to it. And so I've got to turn on the the VR to like wake up the little processing box and then turn it back off because I'm not if I'm not using it just to get the signal to go through. That's um, weird because my one automatically when I turn my PlayStation on, it would wake up that processing box when I turn my PS4 on. Yeah, it's strange. strange. Hmm. Um, I don't know what it is. It could be the HDMI cable I'm using. It might be, I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, because that little processing box, when I had mine, it it would just turn it on from standby, which is is odd. I've come in before and the processor's been on and the PlayStation's been off. I'm like, why are you on? I don't know how to turn it off. Do you you have your PS4 in rest mode? Not at the moment, but usually, yeah. Right, where when your um, console's downloading or updating, it will turn that processor box on. Okay, that might be what it is. And if you want to turn it off, you do you know the power button that turns off the headset? Yeah. If you hold that down for about seven seconds, that then turns the processor box off afterwards. Uh, yeah. They don't um, tell you these things. I learned these things out, sort of just faffing around. That's, you, you can get all those at hashtag VR hacks on Dark Insight Pod on Twitter. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> VR hacks. I've told a few people about that actually because sometimes the processor box doesn't turn off and you can turn yeah. it off by here just holding that off button down for quite a while and then it will turn it off. And as it, we, we've done, I, I know what you mean about the greasy things because obviously you have to get it quite in close to block out most light and you tend to find sometimes like I find my eyes almost touch my, like my, my, um, eyelashes kind of rub up against the thing and made them a bit dirty every now and then. Yeah. Well, even just like, as you take it off, it kind of slides over your forehead a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I always make sure I pull the visor all the way out before. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, you get other people. Like, <laughs> other people. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I've played, I've gone to play in what, like one eye. It's just like, things look a bit blurry. <laughs> like taking it off. It's like, okay, I need to wipe down. Ah, one eye is blurry. And that, <laughs> that's quite disorientating, having a blurry eye, like your right eye is blurry. That, I, that used to make my eye twitch. If I put it on and it was greasy and my eye was trying to focus, my eye would spaz out and I'd have to take the headset off straight away because my eye would go mental. <laughs> yeah. Because it's pretty close um, to your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you um, um? Are you letting Odin use it at all? Does it? Make, um, I don't even know if you can use it. You, kids use it. I have no idea. But I would imagine that be, did, like if I was Odin's age, I'd be like, "Let me out that VR helmet." You. They, 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 they advise not to because of the, yeah. they say the kids' eyes aren't fully developed till the age of twelve. Yeah, so. I've read some stuff, and apparently that's just um, legal babble just to protect themselves. Yeah, because I can um, imagine. I've done some research and, and got there's some articles by optometrists and stuff. And basically they say it's exactly the same if they're using a cell phone because it's the same, it's the same type of screen. Um, but yes, yeah, Sony and, and Vive, they all say 
they don't. And it seems like it's just to protect themselves because if something did happen, they've got to fall back on. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> mate, it's, it's good business, isn't it? You always got to cover your own ass. Yeah. Um, and because it's so new. Um, so I have given them a go because I'm a terrible parent. But I, I'm, I'm always there and it's only for like a minute or two just to kind of yeah, have a look short, around. Short, short spaces. How, how, how have you um, found the tracking? Any problems with your tracking at all? Um, no, it seems pretty yeah. good. Um, Same. Yeah, my, I didn't have any issues either. Yeah, like it's um, it's probably not as one-to-one as the Vive was from the little yeah. experience I had with that, but that has ex- like extra sensors and lots of extra gear mm-hmm. to make it work. Um, but it was, it's still pretty good. Um, yeah, as I say, I played with... Uh, like a computer chair sitting in front of the TV. And so I can rotate around and use that instead of having to use analog stick to turn my character. I can just turn my whole body. Yeah. Um, and then just use the left stick for walking. Um, and that's kind of good. You get a bit dizzy from spinning though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of uh, helps the, the spinny chair is actually a good thing. It kind of helps with motion sickness because your body can feel that movement and it does. Yeah. With like get rid of motion sickness. If you suffer, that's, that's the thing if you, if you, um, have you had any issues with motion sickness at all? Um, with the Robinson game is mm-hmm. where I have. Um, basically, what it is, you may have seen it. You would remember the trailer. It's the one with the like the little floating um, sphere robot thing with like the glowy light in the middle. The one with the straight uh, copy from Destiny, that one, yeah. Yeah, the ghost, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's... It's you're a little boy who's been stranded. You're like from a colony ship sent out to space and your ship's um, been destroyed and crash landed. And you're like, as far as you know, you're the sole survivor from your ship. Um, And you've got this robot sphere floaty thing guiding you. And your character is like a young boy. So he's maybe early teens. Um, Doesn't know how to survive on an alien planet, but the robot does. And so he's the one guiding you and making sure you're just his hands to do the to the work that needs to be done to keep you alive. Um, and so it starts, I think, I think it's like six months or something after you've crash landed and you've befriended the very first thing you do, you land and you get into like a, a T-Rex um, uh, nest and, and you, a little T-Rex hatches and you adopt them and try, start training him. So you've got this companion to the game who just follows you around. Wait, it, it, hold up. <clears throat> you can adopt a baby T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not on the front this game is not on the front of the VR box at all because why didn't that's that sells it right there by itself. I can adopt a baby VR or I want this. Well, it's not you can, it's just you do. It's part of the game. This T-Rex is so cute. I'm looking at pictures of it. He's he, that little baby oh, no. T-Rex is super cute, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that like the robot is like real practical about it. it's like get rid of that thing it's going to get it's going to get monstrous at some point and eat you. <laughs> um, um and yeah it keeps guy like criticizing and complaining about how it breaks like the like the stuff you've got set up like your security walls and stuff because he just stomps through it and it's it's quite the the, the narration from the robot's pretty good um and then the interaction the banter from him is pretty fun. Uh, but yeah you can call your robot around and the graphics aren't super top notch, but it does look pretty. Like the the scenery and stuff, and being it's the thing the thing that everyone says about VR. Like you can see screens, like games, you see them, but actually being in the world, the sense of scale is fantastic. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate because the yeah that game has made me feel a bit ill. Um, basically, if I I can only play it for twenty minutes at a time, mm-hmm. 
and I put it down. But one time I pushed through, I was like trying to get an objective Never done, like rebuilding through. something. Never. And I pushed through it. And because I just wanted to finish what I was doing, I was playing on stopping, but I wanted to finish what I was doing and I couldn't work it out. And then I ended up having to just take it off. And I was like, Oh, not feeling so good. <laughs> um, and so I had to lay there for like five minutes and then I was fine. Um, so uh, do you, do you find it's the free walking games that give you that feeling? See, that's the than... only free walking game I've played. Um, yeah. Well, the, the, the other one, obviously, have you not tried the resident evil demo? I haven't had time. <laughs> I haven't even done the Batman <laughs> yeah. one. Cool. That's why that's a good one to try. Cause obviously I tried that one at Sony. Didn't make me feel sick. There's another one called here. They lie. Stay the hell away from yeah. that game. I promise you. <laughs> That game made me feel violently ill for two days up with 15 minutes of playing it. And that's all I've heard from everyone else as well. Like if you watch Jim Sterling's video on it, couldn't even finish the game. It made him feel so sick. It's, yeah. yeah. The free roaming ones that tend to be the ones that make you feel the sickest and sometimes cockpit ones that if you, when you're spinning rather than left, right, if you spin that apparently that can make you a bit. Yeah. The barrel roll makes you feel mm. real off. Um, so the Robinson, yeah, it's, it's walking. It's extremely slow, the walking, um, obviously, to cater for that. You can change in the menu on your right stick. It's your turning, you know, you're um, looking around, um, which, which, where your body's facing, and it, it kind of clicks. It's like it's almost like a clock. You've got, like, the, each hour yeah. on the yeah, clock. Yeah, like the pie chart turning. Yeah, um, and you can apparently change it to smooth, and I haven't tried that because um, I figured there's a reason why it has the <laughs> the flick. Yeah. I, I, what I try and do is I try and close my eyes sometimes to while when I'm turning, just to to help with that. Um, some some people do find I will say it's worth giving it a go. Some people actually do find natural turn makes them feel less sick than the click okay. turn, but click turn generally, sort of ninety five percent of people find it more preferable uh, the, the walking around's not too bad it's the gradient change because it's all like in this you know yeah. uh jungle like cliffside is where your thing is it's the yeah. up and down as your guy's going down that's where it feels the worst um and then you can rock climb in this which is a bad idea um <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's real bizarre because you just get these hands in front of you it's kind of like grow home where each uh one of the the triggers control the each hand and like you'll reach up and it's like way further than a human arm could reach, but you still can grab it. And then it'll just kind of like flick to that point. And that, that feels really weird. Um, no, oh, Siri thinks I'm talking. Shush, Siri, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Siri says we need to move on from VR talk before we stay here all day. <laughs> you want to talk about the rest of the stuff you've been playing, Vader? Um, but the dinosaurs are cool in Robinson. <laughs> I, I, I saw the screenshots because when Nikki said that the dinosaur looked cute, I, I went and looked at it myself. And I am not going to buy a $500 system to pet a dinosaur, but I am very close to buying a $500 system to pet a dinosaur. One thing I will say about Robinson is like, there's a point I haven't got that far, but I've gone and you get to like go to the tar pits and you walk out like a cave entrance. And then there's just a long neck in front of you. And it's, it's gigantic. And that that's what VR is. Is it? is at its best is with um, the scale of things and you can't see the dinosaur. You see its leg and its knee and you look at, you can look up and just see this massive thing in front of you. And that's where it's uh, yeah, special is that you get it. You get that sense of scale and wonder. It's pretty cool. Just one last question on the, on the, on the VR then. Did you, have you played Before. any of um, Batman? 
No, I haven't had time. Yeah, I haven't got around no. to it yet. I've yeah, been meaning to. That, that, the movement in that, that is brilliant because obviously you teleport from point to point to point to point and that is you can just fly around duh, 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 as fast as anything and it doesn't make you feel sick at all. It's brilliant, the, the implementation of that. There's a, there's a bit in that where Killer Croc's in that game and my God, you don't realise how big Killer Croc is until you're staring up at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, scale my, is number one thing. Yeah, it's cool. My brother was down for Christmas and he um he had a go with the Resident Evil VR um, and he didn't seem. He said he had no real problems with the sickies. He played for about twenty minutes, half an hour. He said he it was played fine. the full demo, not just the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, played the full demo. Yeah, cool. Um, other games before I get Jeremy angry. Um, <laughs> that could get me angry. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, stories: the path of destinies. That was uh, the PS PlayStation Plus game last month. I think. What's it? Oh, okay, cool. It's good. It's really good. I've only played like half an hour, but it's like just an action kind of game. It's like leveling up with like like a skill tree, I think, from memory, kind of thing. Um, but it's, I like the, I like the the banter. It's kind of a lot like Bastion. Someone's going to tell me it's probably by the same people, and I just don't know because I'm stupid. But it's it has that kind of feel. The Bastion game, where you have got like a narrator um, who's kind of telling you the story. Um, and it, it seems, from what I can tell, you can actually dictate quite drastically what happens in the game because you choose, you get to like, uh, it's almost like a pick-a-path book because it's all, in between chapters, it's all like done with animated with a book and, and, and a narrator's reading from this book and you get to like a decision and it's like you can choose one or the other and I believe it changes the game completely, um, which what you do, like people can die or, pe- or, or different levels you go to and I think it's randomly generated the levels because I ended up turning it off and then replayed it later and the level was different because it came from the checkpoint and the level was different than it was when I first did that level. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, so you can go to different parts of the world, I guess, through the different story. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was quite witty and, 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 che- and cheesy at the same time, but just, yeah. Simple action fighting, nothing too complicated. You got like a parry system. You can fight the enemies, and yeah, interesting or a free game. I'm well usually pretty it. good about downloading um, all of the PS Plus games. So I probably downloaded it and just didn't even look at it. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely not by the Bastion people, though. It's not by Supergiant. So they've oh, got a good. they've got a game called Pyre coming out that was just recently showed That's off. That right. looks bonkers. So yeah, but it has it's not quite like Bastion. But it has that kind of feel. Um, and that same kind of uh, camera point of view. And the main character is a fox. Yeah. Yeah. With a giant <laughs> fuck off sword. I like foxes with swords. So I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's good. Um, I enjoyed it um, so far. Uh, yeah. And I like, it seems like it's one that you can replay. Like I think the actual main campaign will be quite quick, but then you can go back and play it through and you can play it with a different story. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, um, and it, he's a pirate as well. He's like an ear, <laughs> ear pirate fox with a sword. <laughs> air pirate fo- fox with a sword. That's like a That's live a journal entry or something. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's good. Uh, the other ones, I tried Titan Souls. It's dumb. Don't like it. I've always been so excited to play that for a long time. I like the look of it, and I don't like it. Yeah, the the bonfire side chat boys didn't really dig Titan Souls very much either. 
because it looked good. It's Dark Souls with Shadows of the Colossus is kind of how it was described. <laughs> nothing to say about it. But the gameplay is nothing like Dark Souls and nothing like Shadow of the Colossus. So I'm not. Yeah. I've never understood where all of the Souls and uh, Colossus comparisons come in because you're literally just like walking it's up hard. to a big monster and trying to figure out how to kill it in one hit. Like it's an interesting concept. I just never got the Dark Souls stuff and or the Shadow no. of the Colossus comparisons. Um, I managed to do the first boss, which actually I played after playing some VR, and this made me a bit more nauseous than the VR did. Hmm. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> the very first boss was um, these big giant um, jelly ball. I don't know. It was like a big goo ball uh, with a brain in the center, and you Vader, shoot I'm it. Sitting right here. Don't you don't have to insult me like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, you'd be the giant blob without the brain inside. <laughs> hey, it's six o'clock in the morning. I Vader's got jokes today. <laughs> um, you shoot it, and it does the classic slime thing from RPGs and splits in half. Um, and then you shoot again, splits in half. And you've got to keep shooting the one with the brain and until it splits in half enough that the brain pops out. But it's this giant blob, and it's bouncing. And when it hits the ground, it's so big, it shakes the screen. And so your screen, like the, the image is shaking constantly and it's a, you're trying to focus on the stupid arrow you're shooting. And it just yeah, it made me feel real odd. And Dez came and sat down next to me and watching and she said the same thing. She's like, this is really hard to watch. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's, yeah, it's strange. Um, now for Titan Souls. Uh, Dishonored is really good. One or two? Which one are you playing? Um, I got the limited edition for two. And so I got the one free with it remastered okay so, so you're playing I'm one first playing one first and i finished the story and i've started on to the dlc stuff mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool but i don't want to say too much because you haven't finished it yet have you <laughs> no <laughs> i've literally finished the first assassination and that's it so i'm looking forward oh, to that's, that's, where <laughs> that's where you're at too yeah i'm just like <laughs> hugging everybody because i don't want to kill anyone so i'm making it like <laughs> Ten times harder than it needs to be. I um, I've been killing guards willy nilly. Like, and I'm going to upgrade yeah. that ability with it where I can disappear corpses. If I kill oh, them sneakily. So good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think once I get that, like, I think I'll be pretty much set on the, in this game. Like, because yeah, I don't, I don't care about like killing guards and everything. And apparently, like high yeah. chaos is where you want to go. So I'm looking forward That's to getting good. back to it. It's, the, the world building in that game is crazy. Yeah, the advice yeah. I got for that game was just kill the guards, but don't kill the t- the actual targets. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna hug every guard. <laughs> so I make I I do a lot of like I'll save and then re-upload the save because I'll get spotted. And Much like I, th- I feel like I've sold like 40 copies of Darkest Dungeon. I feel like Brian Wade has sold 40 <laughs> copies of Dishonored. Right? Because <laughs> I know like I bought it on the strength of his recommendation. I know you did, Nikki. Like I yep. think several other people did. Yeah, um, it, it's really good. Like he's mentioned the world building. Like it's a lot of games you'll get like a world and you get the story and that's about it. Whereas this just don't, seems like it's got a lot of depth and character to the the world they've created that they didn't need to do for a type of game it is. Um, I'm glad they did it and it's great. Uh, Cthulhu Wales. Well, that was the name of our yeah. uh, mm-hmm. our episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's amazing, like, the, the depth of it. Um, one of the DLCs, I, it's, I think it's not too much of it, it's not really a spoiler, but um, you get to play levels as the assassin who takes out the Empress at the start of the game. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, that's that sounds cool. awesome. Yeah, I'm, that I'm into that. That makes me want to, I want to, you know, bust through this game now so I can play that. Um, I like and- that they've um, patched Dishonored 2, or they're about to patch Dishonored 2, where you can, it'll have a new game plus mode where you can steal, you nice. not steal, but you can use abilities from the other playable character. Like you can, you can be Corvo yeah. and use Emily's abilities. Like, oh, oh that cool. sounds really, really neat. That's like that sounds awesome. exactly what I want in a new game plus mode. Like I want it to be able to mix it up like that. Yeah. The downside with uh, playing the assassin guy, cause he's got the similar blink blink abilities that the mate, uh, Corvo has, as you see at the start of the game, those guys are blinking around like you can later. Um, he's actually a really powerful person, but when you start playing as him, it seems to be like most games do that. He seems not as powerful as he is in the actual game story of the game. You mean somebody shut off his ability to turn into a morph ball? Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that's a bit was a bit hard to get into because you've played. I've been playing Corvo, who I've leveled up, and he's got all the like the, yeah, the powerful yeah. abilities. And then I go to him, and he's back to. They still had the same skill, like the development, but sort of had to restrict restrict his abilities. But it's hard going backwards from Corvo, and also you see him in the main game, and he's super powerful. Um, so like, how can we, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they do that a lot, especially RPGs. You will like fight someone and they're a real tough boss and then they join your party and then they're like, kind of useless. <laughs> this may be uh-huh. like the, what, like sixth or seventh straight podcast we've been, been talking about Dishonored on. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's good though. I really like the, um, the world aesthetic. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great. Well, let's jump into some news because I want to talk about Switch stuff, and I yes. I don't want to sit in this dark and crampy room all day talking about Switch stuff. Um, <laughs> so uh, well, you can take the Switch on the go. That's yeah. true. Yes. Um, one one bit of news this week it came out that uh, Microsoft has canceled the Xbox One exclusive Scalebound, which was being developed by Platinum Games, I believe. Very um, mad. That's one of the reasons I wanted my Xbox. It does. Okay. I never particularly gelled with the look of this game like i didn't it didn't particularly look great but like teaming up with a dragon like and then having like all of your friends with their pet dragons to be able to do co-op and kill bosses and stuff seemed like a weird and interesting take on co-op so i was kind of excited about it and as somebody that has an xbox one like give me excuses to turn that console on um exactly yeah so (laughs) it it, it was kind of a bummer it's it's just very interesting because like obviously that it was supposed to be due out very soon so surely that game must be almost finished it but it must have been very broken as hell, broken yeah, as hell yeah. for them to cancel this late into development game development is hard yeah <laughs> I, sorry Nick, i didn't you, even say something oh i didn't even know about this game until it was announced that it was canceled <laughs> <laughs> i've i've never owned an xbox so I just have no idea what goes on could, in that realm. You could borrow one off Charles. He's got five. <laughs> yeah, just get you, get you, get you a New Zealand. <laughs> He's got them stacked up over there. I sold them. That's how I got the VR. I sold them. That's true. <laughs> no, well, but then you had two VRs, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, My, yeah. My wife knew I was planning on buying one, and then she, but I kept talking to her about it, and then she was playing like, but we've been a bit weird about it. I'm like, why are you being like, you sound like you don't want me to get one. He's like, no, that's not it. And then I end up getting a really good deal. I got like 30%, like 25% off my VR. Um, 
And then so I bought that cord. I'm like, oh, I got it real cheap. And she's like, oh, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, why we have that. a rule in my house when it's around Christmas time that we just don't buy things for ourselves. Like any other time yeah. in the year, like yeah. whatever we want, we just go buy it or, or not whatever we want. But like, you know, we don't like check in with the other person unless the purchase is going to be like pretty expensive. But like around Christmas time, like she was going to go buy some headphones and I had got her a set of wireless headphones for Christmas. And I was like, why don't we just, why don't we just wait? Let's see, let's see what the prices are in January. <laughs> um, yeah. Cliff, I believe you put in the notes that this Flame and the Flood game is coming to mm. PS4. Uh, I've never heard of this, but I'm watching this trailer now, and it looks absolutely delightful. It looks yeah, gorgeous. It's like a, yeah, it's a survival game. I do believe it was on Xbox and PC already, I think, if I'm right. But it's been taken, like, we didn't think it was coming to PS4, and it's been a while. We reviewed really, really well. We was getting, like, sort of eights and nines, and obviously they finally announced, and they said, right, January 17th, it's coming to PS4. So, yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. It looks good. I like little survival games, and it's reviewed well. I just wanted just to make, let people know that it was finally coming out on PS4, and I, I it looks like something to pick up, I'd say, definitely. But, oh wow! Yeah. This looks. There, I'm at the part of the trailer where they're um, they're like drifting down a like a a, a river basically, but it looks like it's, they're mm. like flooded a flooded like landscape in her little raft thing, and like it just looks delightful. Like it looks really cool, mm-hmm. and the art style is pretty unique. So yeah, that, that apparently like that's basically sort of because it's a survival concept. Like you've got your your um raft, and then you go down and you stop off, and you can pick up supplies and this mm-hmm. and move on. And but apparently it's very very good. So. It's one to check out for sure. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't live be watching this live, but the chick walked up to a. Uh, your main character walks into a, like a shop, and like the first thing the shop owner says, like this ain't a church, honey. You ain't got something to trade. You need to get. That's <laughs> 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 just really like that. This ain't a church. Um, <clears throat> well, cool. I'm looking forward to that. Did they get a release date? Oh no, January seventeenth. January seventeenth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll I will, I will probably pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <clears throat> What's, I wish I knew it was on Xbox because I need a game to play on the Xbox. <laughs> need an excuse to turn that bad boy on, huh? Yeah, I think I'm trying to trade it in for the Switch. Well, that's a really good segue. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not, but let's talk about the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Uh, Thursday evening here and some bonkers times in other places um <laughs> it was they they did a whole presentation thing um and did you guys get a chance to watch this live i i, I was yeah. planning to and then ended no. up um having about two bottles of wine with my wife and we just made dinner and drank and and had a had a really good time so we forgot to watch this but well i watched the trailers afterwards <laughs> We don't want to know about your bottles of wine and your really good times. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it's fun evening. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like 3 a.m. over here. I was like, no, I'm getting a bed. Yeah. It was 5 p.m. here, so it was all good. I watched it live. Nikki, did you watch it live? I watched Twitter while it was going yeah. on. <laughs> I was on a phone call with a friend, and I, it's hard to pay attention to video while talking to somebody but mm. um i my brother started texting me and then i get like these walls of text he jumped in on it <laughs> it's like mm. cool i'm just getting all my updates right to my phone right now this is fine <laughs> 
that happens to me with Apple announcements. My father-in-law always texts me all of the whatever <laughs> Apple is announcing. It's really nice. Uh, well, let's get some big details out of the way. First off, the Switch will be coming on March 3rd, which is uh, yes. quite a bit earlier than a lot of people expected. I think most people yeah. were pretty set on March 17th or 18th. Uh, March 3rd is in like six weeks, which is crazy. Right. Oh the price is uh, 300 bucks US dollars. And um, I believe that the UK is getting shafted on this uh, because they're up to 280 Post-Brexit, quid. Yeah. 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 This is. Post-Brexit. Yeah. I guess this is some weird VATS thing, which is sounds mm-hmm. bizarre, but like, sorry, dude. Like, and the, and the games are expensive too, right? Like, they're like. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't even. Like, <laughs> wow. Zelda is 60 UK quid. Oh. I pick up AAA PlayStation 4 games for 43 pounds. Yeah. My Christ, they're expensive. And I guess that's strictly yeah. because they're all cartridge-based now. Does, yep. does, have they announced if there's going to be a um, the equivalent of their eShop where you can do digital downloads? They'll be the same price. They'll be the same. You know, they, they won't God. do them cheaper. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if you're not producing a cartridge and going through that process, like you should definitely discount that game on the digital side. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. You just should do it. Yeah. But, yeah. Launch games. They did mention that you, there are places that are selling the Zelda for fifty in the UK. Yeah. So, yeah, 50, yeah. 50, 50 is a bit more reasonable because that is still still high though. Because as you say, I can pick up like brand new games for forty three quid in like uh, the local toy shop around by me. So yeah, so, yeah. It's a, um, a tad expensive. But, and yeah. all of the uh, <clears throat> accessories are super expensive as well. Like that Pro Controller is going to be $70, oh. which is like a DS4 is going to be, is, is what, $60? And you can usually find discounts on that down to like 40 or something. <laughs> the, the individual little baby ones are like $50. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, the the and if you want a set of the Joy-Con, which by the way, Joy-Con is probably the worst right. phrase I've seen. It's the best, man. I loved how they use it like constantly. Oh, I know. <laughs> and the, the presentation was awesome. Um, I saw Austin Walker tweeting that uh, Nintendo at one point referred to several sets of Joy-Con as Joy-Con. So like the plural of Joy-Con is Joy-Con. So have fun with that. That's great. That's good. <laughs> Um, they've got little steering wheels for them, which is really, that's like the cheapest thing. But like, I don't know if you guys had that Mario Kart Wii steering wheel. Like that's just the dumbest yeah. way to play those games. Like it doesn't feel like a steering wheel at all when you play it. Um, yeah, but all those accessories are super expensive. They haven't really confirmed exactly what's going to be available on the Switch on day one. Like they've said some games, uh, the big one is going to be the Zelda Breath of the Wild, which holy shit <laughs> like <laughs> that trailer that they announced number one like we have people we have people we have zelda talking like right oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> and the art style and everything in this just is so amazing i cannot wait to get my hands on this game i have not been this excited for a zelda game like ever i'm i've played zelda since grade school but i've been very casual about it but this game's got me like i need this day one and i need to beat it and i need to play it like five more times because this is going to be incredible yeah i am uh just very excited the uh but the the interesting thing here is going to be that breath of the wild is also going to be available on the wii u on march 3rd right so and i can't imagine i haven't looked very very closely at the hardware but i'm not gonna i'm i can't imagine there's gonna be a very significant difference in the 
performance and like you know resolution or things like that so this is pretty much this is close to the only game that really is attracting my attention on the Wii on the Switch so oh no if I can just play it on the Wii U then I'll probably do that <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are feeling that I have a three game rule for consoles if there's at least three games <clears throat> that I'm interested in I'll buy the console so the Switch passes that rule so I'm good. I'm going to put um, this video in the chat so that you guys can check it out. It's only like a 55 second video, but it's a comparison between the Wii U and the Switch. And there's like some color palette differences and there's definitely some like detail differences when he's running around in the world. But I don't, I don't think it's a significant difference at all. So like to me, like no. $60 for, you know, the, Again, I already have a Wii U. Like, if you didn't have a Wii U at this point, I think the Switch would make a lot more, like, make a lot of sense for with Zelda. But if I already have a Wii U, like, I I can just buy the Zelda game for sixty bucks and be done with it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, As I don't have the Wii U, so it's I'm more into the the Switch. Yeah. Um, Um, some more details on this thing. They they released a Mario trailer. I guess first (laughs) off, did everyone go around the room? Cliff, are you are you all in on this Zelda thing? Like, are you? Because you don't have a Wii U right now either, right? No. Um, <clears throat> I see. I'm I'm a huge Zelda fan, so I really, 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 really want to play this game. But there's no way I'm buying a console for it. But <laughs> my, my my good Twitter friend has basically come to my rescue again, Mister Global Mega Dude. Basically, he's going to be buying it. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing it. He's he said he's going to be playing it very slowly, so I'd have to wait until we'd finish. But he's by the looks of things going to help me out and probably send me his Wii U so I can play it. Wow, that is what awesome. a fucking dude! Yeah, right. props to he's, props to Global like a dude on that dude. one. Yeah, what a dude! So I'm super happy about that because I was so bummed out that I might miss out on this Zelda. I've never missed the Zelda. I've played every single Zelda game, and this would have been the first that. I couldn't get to play because I'm not forking out for another console. I just, well, two kids now can't afford it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is the Mario trailer that they released, um, which was awesome. Don't listen to Jeremy. Uh, no, I was going to say, Jeremy. look, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying the whole thing is bad. Um, it looks, it looks very charming. Like I think some of the mechanics they're introducing, like Mario's taking off his hat and like throwing it so yeah. it spins around and he can kind of use it to move around the environment and do cool stuff with enemies. Like yeah. that looked really, really cool. The art style seemed like cool. classic Nintendo, really bright, colorful, like maybe not the most detailed, you know, Witcher environment or anything, but also just beautiful in its own way. Like Nintendo really, really, you know, working that art style. Um, but then there was a part in the trailer where Mario, just looking like normal Mario, goes to New York City and is hanging out with like real proportioned human beings. And I think all of that looks like absolute garbage. Uh, I thought makes, that was great. It just makes me think of the B movie for some reason. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just so weird. Vader, why do you, what what is it about this that you dig? Like I'm just I'm not trying to like defend yourself or anything. I'm just curious. Like because I yeah. yeah. I'm gonna die on this hill. Um, it, I don't know. It, I just thought it was funny. Like it was just a funny twist, and they talked about it in the conference as well. Is that how Mario's uh, left um, uh, the Mushroom Kingdom and he's gone to a new world? And so they actually talk about the like the most of the game is set in uh, on Earth, but like a fantastical 
Mario version of Earth. <laughs> um, and I just really like that concept. Like it's completely taking it out of your normal, your classic Mushroom Kingdom <coughs> world and putting it somewhere else. And like the little pedestrian crossing lights, they look like they were little um, Mario cubes that you could jump and hit. <laughs> they had a little question mark on them. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And then like him shimming along, like rock climbing across the building was, yeah, I thought it was, it was cute. Cliff, do you, do, you have, do you have an opinion on this? Uh, I don't know, Mario. Okay, well, that's really <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like Mario, the original Super Mario Bros, and Super Mario Three, and that is my limit. I haven't played really any others apart from Mario sixty four, but I'm not a fan of the three D Mario, to be honest. I think two D. That's where I fall out of this whole thing. Like I was thinking, and we had this conversation on Twitter. Like, um, friend of the show, Allison by proxy is uh, is very very excited for this game and says it was like her favorite. Like, she, this is the follow up to Mario sixty four that she's been waiting on, which made me like take stock of all of the Mario games that have come out. And like, I just don't care about three D Mario. Like, I think I, I'm always, mm. and it's probably because I'm. As mentioned earlier, like an extremely old dude. Like I think it's just because I was raised on 2D Mario, so 3D Mario just seems like a, which is a weird line to take. I know, like I'm not justifying it, but yeah. You see, I missed the Nintendo 64 era. Um, I didn't play Rudy any Mario 64, so it's kind of fun to be able to get into these and play them again. Play those games, but redone because older games are hard to play these days. Just. While we're on the subject of Mario, and before we move on, uh, this week is AGDQ. I don't know if you guys have been watching any of this stuff. Like, I love it. I love AGDQ and SGDQ whenever they come on. Uh, The other night, they did a four-player Super Mario Brothers race, like the very first NES game. Um, So four people are racing it, and it's no warps. So they have to play through the entire game to get to the end. And, oh, man, you want to talk about some, like... You know when you watch somebody play a platformer and they're being like really, really reckless and like just jumping and making crazy jumps? Like this, like made me like white knuckle the couch. I was like, ah, 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 ah what are you doing? <laughs> so if you guys want to go, go, go check that out. That's really fun. Yeah, I really like the the Super Mario Brothers on the Wii. That was fun. Yeah, new Super Mario Brothers is really good. Um, so it'd be fun to do the 3D one. I, I just think it was. Funny and jumping on umbrellas and stuff was hilarious. <laughs> um, they also showed a off a new a new game, a new IP called Arms, uh, which <laughs> looks ridiculously fun. Um, it's just very Nintendo. It's, it's just... very Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's really funny. Uh, the The conceit of this game is it's uh, it reminds me a lot of like the the Wii Sports Boxing. So you're holding, you know, mm-hmm. the, you're holding your Joy-Con in each hand, and uh, you're making like kind of a boxing motions with another player. But your arms are like um, it, it reminded me of those like green blow up things that you would see outside of a car dealership, you know, like the the Wiggly Man or whatever. <laughs> like your arms are like these long spirals, and then they can go like across the screen. Like it's it looks hilarious. <clears throat> Did you get into this at all? Character- what? that sorry i said did you get into this game at all uh yeah i mean i i want to play it i don't know if i'll buy it but i'm sure a friend will have it and i'll have a lot of fun with it so it looks so goofy i love it it looks very nintendo what what were you about to say vader i'm sorry i didn't mean to talk over you that's right um yeah like the main the girl that they kind of were showing is one of the characters um 
was Ribbon Girl, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> um, so your arms were made of ribbons with giant fists. And they had other characters. They showed little clips of ones with like like circular saws, the whirly gig virtually on the end of their, <laughs> their, their ribbon arms. And it was just, yeah, it was ridiculous, but a lot of fun. Um, and potentially a lot more accurate. I was talking to my, my mate, who's a big Nintendo fan, about it. The, these Joy-Cons... Unlike the Nintendo Wii, you had a motion controller and then you had the nunchuck, which is completely inaccurate. Whereas this, you'll be using both controllers have gyroscopes and and accelerometers in them. So potentially a lot more accurate than we've seen before with motion controls, which is a good thing. (laughs) Cliff, where are you at on the arms? This yeah. conference is really leaving you cold, huh? <laughs> he didn't watch the conference. He can't talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I watched all the um, all the other videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, honestly, though, like the only only thing that gave me any interest whatsoever was, was Zelda. Fair enough. Okay. But see, what you guys missed out on was the hilarious awkwardness of the in between discussions. Like the Studio yeah. 51 guy who came on stage, like they were introducing third party developers and he comes on and he just like, the camera cuts him. He's just like, Hah! and like does this real awkward pose and he stands up. He's like, that didn't work. It's like, no, it didn't. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. We've got some responses in our, in our listener mail about how ridiculously awkward the whole presentation was. And I, and I have seen some of that and Oh boy, does all of it look cringe inducing. Like I'm kind of glad that I just watched the trailers. Like I, well, I on I some of it was bad. Like the Studio Fifty One guy was terrible. Like, but a lot of the other Studio Fifty One, Studio, whatever his name is, <laughs> Studio Suda, Suda. I can't remember what I said. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's early. Shh. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that we've grown enough as podcast friends that you feel comfortable just shushing me in the middle of a show. That's great. <laughs> um. But yeah, like the rest of it, I actually enjoyed how like it was so like every every cut, like like the segues were on point because every single one was yes switch to that. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was. I loved it. I loved how like bad it was, I, but it kind of like went so bad that it became good again. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So where were we up to? Um, I, I want to bring up one, two switch because this oh, yeah. looks pretty interesting. Um, this seems to be a video game that you don't use a screen for. So they're essentially going back to their roots is just like kind of marketing when they had to market the original Nintendo as a toy to, because to get out from under the Atari shadow back in the eighties. Um, so each player grabs a joy con. <laughs> Um, and then there's like different activities that you, you can do either to compete against each other or to like complete tasks. So the one that they showed off was kind of a, um, a wild west dueling thing, like a, like a quick draw game and whoever can grab their joy con the fast and squeeze the trigger, uh, wins basically, which looks pretty interesting. And then they had all sorts of other things like trying to match poses with the two joy con. Um, there's one where you milk a cow with somebody, which looks (laughs) It looks exactly like you would imagine miming milking a cow would look like it. I'm not going to get too. It looks. It looks like they're masturbating. I'll just say it. I'm just going to say it. Like, it looks. It looks like they are having a really good time with the Joy-Con. Well, they are Joy-Cons. 
They are joy cons. <laughs> they yes, are joy cons. they're not. They're not sad cons, which is a, no. a different accessory that also costs eighty dollars that collects your tears. Right. <laughs> did um, Nikki? I'm kind of curious. What did you think about all the stuff they showed off? Did anything stick out? Uh, well, one two switch makes me think of um, WarioWare, and I loved those games. Mm-hmm. So mm. I'm hyped for that. Uh. I just want Splatoon 2. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know why we're not talking about Splatoon 2 yet. <laughs> I got so into Splatoon. Like, my brother and I would team up. Or, well, it's hard. They added a team function, but it was kind of weird. So we would just enter the same, like, player queue with each yeah. other. Because you can go in with a buddy. And we would pray that we'd be on the same team. And we'd obviously often not be on the same team but those few times that we were it would be like oh shit oh shit gang's all here we're gonna destroy <laughs> these 10 year olds oh god <laughs> yes yeah, what is what are they doing in splatoon 2 I, I confess i i'm a big splatoon fan like i played the mm-hmm. hell out of the game when it came out and then i just so dropped good. off of it like for no reason you have hairstyles now you can okay. change your hairstyle like that is enough for me i don't they could have just poured it over the the first game and i would have been happy but they're giving us a completely different game it's a different area of the city new maps uh i've only seen i, I only caught callie no sorry marie in the uh preview so rest in peace callie i guess the last <laughs> splat fest was to determine which squid sisters <laughs> that's not fish <laughs> uh, are they they're not this is not coming out on the wii u right like this will be a switch exclusive I think it's Switch exclusive, yeah. as far as I know, and I don't think there's a date on it yet. But I think the they said like tentatively 2017. So I, I would hope yeah. in, like within the first six months, if not like by Christmas, they would have that out. Right, like yeah. get it to us by summer, because then you'll have we'll get so much from like kids on on summer break. Exactly, That's and like it'd be Splatoon. really interesting to me to see how that game is going to control on a. Um, portable system as well because yeah like the wii u kind of you i wonder if it's going to do like the gyroscope aiming like that the wii u did and it's stuff got like that, that as well it does it's got that as well if you okay, want cool. yeah mm-hmm. excellent they um, did a demo the treehouse did nintendo treehouse they had kind of a they showed off playing it but i wasn't able to catch the entire thing because i was like I really like as as weird and as awkward as the presentations are. I really like what Nintendo's doing with their treehouse stuff, like where mm-hmm. they're like, "Okay, you saw all of our weird like pre-written skits. Now let's like play some games with some people on a couch." Like that's 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 a really smart it's way so to, cool. to yeah it's to approach that. Even though they were kind of scumbags to that one person that worked for them. So, Vader, um, you were about to say something about Splatoon. I think they have twin pistols now. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> and you guys missed this as well. Like the one of the developer or the producer, I can't remember which who it was. He was on stage and uh, and talking about how he's they've been doing research on the squids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he he had he had replicas of the um of the twin pistols and introduced them. And then when he announced that Splatoon Two is coming out, he did this real weird, awkward pose as well. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I, I think that's I'm going great. to at some point, like while I'm editing a podcast, we'll probably like put that on in the background and and just so I can see some bonkers stuff. But yeah, <laughs> it's because it sounds like it was it was really weird and Nintendo like. Yes, Cliff, yes, are you um any opinion on Splatoon Two? Or are you you're not? Meh. 
Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> Full on. It, it looks fun. It look, it look, the one thing I did, uh, I've never played it, so I don't know opinion. The one thing I did yeah. like is that the way it was built so young kids could play a shooter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not having to worry about all the violence and stuff. It just look, it, 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 do, it does look like a fun game. And that's uh, that's but, part of the appeal for me, that it's, it's a shooter, <clears throat> but it's not violent. You're just mm. having a good time with your pals. Yeah. Like a bunch of He's saying I'd quite happily let my kids play, you know. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it has that um that thing that I talked about last week with Overwatch where like even if you lose, like you still um you still get like really you still get experience, like you still get things from losing, even if you don't get as much of the thing. And uh like cool. a, that that always really works for me. So Yeah. I said that I quit Splatoon for like no reason, but I think it was around the time Overwatch came out. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about how all that works out, um, the last game that I, I want to mention, and there's not really a whole lot of information here, is this uh, Octopath Traveler. This is a new wow. RPG from SquareSoft with a gorgeous art style. Like, just looks I'll beautiful. Um, but there's no there's no real information on that. So, I just, but I wanted to bring it up. There are a few other things. It's like um, Xenoblade. Two, two is coming yeah. out. Yeah, I forgot to include um, that one. Yeah, there's a, there's a few cool things that they were doing. Um, the what worst thing, thing about the conference was EA its appearance. <laughs> what was the worst did thing they about just show off FIFA? Is that they just talked about FIFA? <laughs> they didn't even show, <laughs> they didn't even show it this time. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just cut to like the CEO. He's like, we really like sports. So sports is coming to the going, Switch. They're going on the Switch then. Yeah, that's a that's that's a big thing for them, man. Yeah, that is oh, that is, is a big deal yeah. for Nintendo. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a really I just it reminds me of um, EA at E3 that year where they just brought Pele out on stage and like interviewed yeah, yeah, Pele yeah. for twenty minutes for no reason and like <laughs> so don't get me wrong, like I, I know Nikki's a big soccer fan. I'm a big soccer fan. Like Vader, I know you're into rugby and Cliff, you just like electronic dance music, but. Um, <laughs> Like as much as like I think an interview with Pele is cool, like maybe not in the middle of E three, your video game conference. Yeah. <laughs> well do it yeah, do it afterwards, but not yeah, the main conference. Sure, like, yeah. Or just, you know, stream later. It was the same this year, wasn't it, when they bought out uh, was it uh Jose Mourinho? Oh, like, did they? Yeah, I don't so even remember. Comfortable, yeah, because they're yeah. like, oh, we have managers in the game now, and he came on, and he was up because oh, the guy was up mugging off Jose Mourinho, so he came on and hey, what you said about me? He was like, oh my god, this is so uncomfortable. Oh, no. oh, it was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was so It wasn't long though; it was just like a little cut to him, and they they cut to uh, during the conference uh, a bunch they- of third party developers. You keep saying cut, but don't I you mean that they switched? Switched. switched. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. My bad. Switched. Um, yeah, and they had they had uh, Bethesda. What's his name? Todd. Yeah, the happy guy. I don't remember happy. Todd's last name. I want to say <laughs> Todd Howard, but I think that's the guy Todd from Howard. The Office. So maybe not. Oh, is it, is it Todd Howard? Okay, I'm pretty sure. Okay, let's just say this. It is now. If it is a change name. Yeah, Skyrim <laughs> on a on a Switch is a weird thing. Like I don't. I don't get excited about ports from last generation to Nintendo platforms. Like I, I buy Nintendo consoles for like weird exclusives and also Nintendo games. Usually those are like, usually only the only weird exclusives are Nintendo games, but you know, every once in a while you get something strange. Um, I like, they've got like, they got that dude, Suda 51 is talking about like bringing Travis touchdown to the switch, which seems bizarre. Like, uh, sure. Like whatever, like all that stuff sounds fun. Like, but yeah, (laughs) 
It also sounded like he didn't know what the game's going to be yet. It was just talking crap about a character that's from the whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is very, and, and, and Cliff, forgive me, but like this is very like Kojima, like I'm going to show a trailer for a game that probably doesn't exist yet. <laughs> like It felt like that. But without even a trailer. <laughs> but without the trailer. Yeah, even worse. Yeah, they just had that like, piece of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the, big, the big thing I wanted to bring up is that they are moving to a paid online service. Um, so yeah. mm. previously, Nintendo it didn't cost anything to play multiplayer games or to participate in their social networks or, or what have you. Um, looking at this now, uh, it's, you know, it, with this paid online service, and I don't think they've announced pricing or anything. Like they're moving to a yeah. Microsoft and Sony model, but um, you will need it to play multiplayer games. So Splatoon 2 and all this other stuff. Um, they will have like a social network in there, but all of the Miiverse is gone. There's not, none of that exists anymore, which is a, kind of a big bummer. Like Miiverse was yeah. such a weird and cool thing. Like I really, really dug it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sad for that to go, but they're also with this service. They're going to give you a free Nintendo or super Nintendo game on the console. Yeah, so this is the weird thing. Like they're saying that they're going to give you a game, but from all reports, you can only play it during the yep. month that they give it to you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. which just and then sounds they like take it away at the end of the month, and you get a, diff- a different game. Oh, you're basically rent- you're renting it that you're not getting it, like where you do with PS Plus and Xbox Gold. That you get to play it for the month, and then it goes away, and you get a different game. <clears throat> that just seems like more work for them. Yeah, and it, and it makes me worry that. Because Microsoft and Sony have done a, a pretty good job of consolidating like user accounts. Like moving from a PS3 to a PS4 on your on your user account is pretty easy. And like they do cool stuff. Like if a game is like sometimes if a game comes out, a PSN game comes out on PS3, like you just automatically have it on PS4 because you bought it on PS3. It makes me concerned that Nintendo really doesn't have a lot of this back end stuff. Like they're going to be handling this. Like anybody who is a Nintendo subscriber in January will get this game. Like this, they're not doing this on a per account basis, which really concerns me about how all this stuff is going to work. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Yeah. It might encourage me to play the games that get you get free, though. Like <laughs> to be fair, I download the games from PlayStation Plus and never play them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if they I, are going to go away, it might make me play the ones that month. I, I need. I just you need, need more, more than details. a month to complete Zelda One if they ever give that to you. That game's hard. Zelda 2 is like not impossible. You need way more than a month for that game. <laughs> right. Zelda 2 is nigh impossible is exactly the word for it. Um, Zelda 2 is a Yeah, it's it's a weird game. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much the system. I kind of want to go around the room and get, get some general impressions and then ultimately a, a yes or no on, on the purchase. Cliff, I'm going to start with you because I think this is going to be the quickest. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what's your general opinion? And then give me the yes or no on whether you think you're going to buy one. Uh, console itself looks well built. Not sold on the the portable idea. I liked it as a portable and a console as they did before with a DS and blah, blah. Not too keen on that. Uh, console's too expensive. Game's too expensive. Can't wait for Zelda. Excellent. Vader? Um, I'm an all-in. I'm keen. Um, okay. Like I said, I'll probably, probably trade in my Xbox. So it's, I like having it there to play the exclusives, but currently there are no exclusives. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there are, but ones I'm not super into. Um, yeah, so I, I've, I've pre-ordered. Um, again, I was, we're I was about over. to ask, have you already have you already have yours reserved and everything? 
Yeah, yeah. So I chucked in the pre-order. Um, Which games did you reserve? Uh, did not know games yet. It was the console as of now. Okay. The game software's always there, and if not, there's always the download, which yeah. doesn't sell out. Um, so I'll, I'll look into that soon. Uh, EB Games has bonus trade in. You get forty five percent extra trade in credit or towards the switch. So I'll probably trade in a bunch of stuff to go to help cover it. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I I'm, uh, I'm the opposite of you, Cliff. Sorry, is that I like the idea of the handheld um, console. I'll mostly play it as a console, but it means I have the option. Like if I have if I have to travel anywhere, I've got that option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be very curious to see some like real world um, opinions oh, on that, that portable was, mode. Yeah. Just a, just a quick thing. Do you not but, do you not think with the portable mode that they've announced battery two and a half to possibly five hours so, yeah. battery life? And yeah. they're saying Zelda's going to last you about three hours. Yeah. And, and to be honest, if I'm even playing at long distance, I wouldn't be playing more than that usually anyway. And I, if I'm going long distance on a plane, what whatnot, I usually have a battery pack with me anyway uh, for my phone. Um, so that it's understandable. You can't charge them with a kickstand out, can you? Um, Say that again. If you've got the, if the kickstands out, it won't charge. <clears throat> I don't know that, but yeah, like, yep. is there a reason? Like, I don't understand. Like, isn't don't the kickstand know. just like a like a stick? <laughs> like, I don't understand why that's come from that. Yeah, that's come from Laura Dow, who's done all the leaks, and uh, that people were discussing it. Basically, if, if the kickstand's out, it won't charge. You have to have the kickstand away for it to charge. It's weird. I don't understand why. But if, I, if I'm out and about, I'd be playing it in my hand anyway. So I'd be playing it like the, yeah. the Vita. Yeah, if you, so yeah, if you had it in your hand, you, you'd charge. So. I'll, I'll yeah. presume. Yeah. Um, so I, I I like that idea. Um, like even if I'm taking the kids to the doctor or whatnot, I can take it with me. Because <laughs> uh, things like that, like I, I like that console. Whereas a handheld, I've wanted a, a 3DS for a while, but I can't justify buying it for the occasional time I might want to play something. Like if I'm going to sit there and play games, I'm going to sit on my in my games room and play console games and so i like that i have the ability to take my console with me i traded in my ps3 for a ds so i could play um link between worlds <laughs> <laughs> worth it yeah, yeah. nice yeah i really want to play link between worlds so hopefully they bring that onto the switch fantastic um, yeah and i'm yeah. hoping i've heard rumors that they're going to be doing because you know like the pokemon they always have the first mm-hmm. two and then they have the third kind of third one that comes yeah. out a little bit later um which is like a hybrid of the both. I'm hoping that comes on the Switch. Yeah, rumor has it that it's going to be. And yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Cool. Um, Nikki. Yes. <laughs> what is your opinion on the Nintendo Switch as it stands? Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm all over it. I was excited when they announced it, and everyone was kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. It's like, no, give this to me. I need this console. I have not been this excited for a Nintendo console ever. So I I love that it can be portable. I probably won't be using that function very often just because uh, I can't do like handhelds in a car or on a train. I get really motion sick with that. But like I'll, I'll probably be bringing it into work and spending my lunch break playing games <laughs> now. I'm so excited. It looks cute. It's got 
It's got Splatoon. I'm so happy. <laughs> Portable Splatoon <laughs> is a really cool idea. Like right? five, like a five or ten minute match of Splatoon, like while you're like in the office that's or something. Awesome. Like that's a that's a really cool idea. Oh, I'm so excited, and I'm just I don't know. I haven't been this excited for a Zelda game forever. It's there's going to be Shimigami Tensei, and I'm just really pumped about that. I don't know. It's going to be good. This is going to be like the Nintendo experience that I've wanted since I was a kid, like since the Super NES. So I'm, I'm hype. And all of the character designs for Zelda Breath of the Wild are just looking great. Oh did you see God. the, uh, did you guys see the amiibos that they're coming out with? The, uh, yeah. the one for Zelda, she looks so rad. She like she looks so the bad. coolest that I've ever seen Zelda look since like she was that pirate chick in Wind Waker. Yeah, this is such a good design for her. Like, she looks like an adventurer. It's like, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not just like a princess that gets cab- captured. It's really, really good. Right? It's like, God, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about it. Uh, for, for my part, I'm having a hard time remembering that this is a portable system. So when I see things like mm-hmm. the, the limited memory, like the cartridge-based games, and all of these weird like social activities that Nintendo thinks people would do with this console, like the one to switch stuff. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to remember like that. You're not going to be always doing that in front of your TV. Like the concept for a lot of this one, two switch stuff is what they showed in that first trailer of like the manic pixie dream girl, picking it up and going to the party on a rooftop in New York and like playing stuff like as it sits there on the kickstand or whatever. Like I, and I get that it just doesn't apply to me whatsoever. Like I just don't care about the portability of this thing. Like Portable Splatoon sounds neat, but it's just not mm-hmm. the way that my life works. I'd never play video games outside of the house. Like it just doesn't happen. So um, <clears throat> as a console itself, like I'm, I'm excited about Breath of the Wild and I, I love buying new consoles and I'm really dumb with my money and I'm still having a hard <laughs> time justifying, like picking this thing up. There just doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot to play on it. Mm-hmm. Besides be Breath of the money Wild. This way. Be done with money over from what my end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But at least you're like trading stuff in, like you're not coming out of pocket for like, you know, because the console itself is 300. I'd probably want that pro controller because those joy cons seem really, really tiny. And I, you know, I don't really like tiny controllers and make my hands cramp. So, you know, that's 380 and then a game, it would be like, well, we're close to 500 bucks at that point. And I'm like, Hmm, a Nintendo switch to play Zelda that I could already play on a console I have or PSVR. You know, that's, that's kind of what I, I start looking at this. So I'm fair enough. I'm, I'm not really sold on this console yet. Um, but I was pretty laggy on the Wii U too. Like I was several months behind mm-hmm. on the Wii U and this might be just one that like, I'll wait for a bunch of stuff to come out on and then play it. So, and then pick it up depending on what's out there. So. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm also not super enthusiastic about having to pay for multiplayer access. Like that seems kind of a bummer yeah. to me. Yeah, so it's interesting you mentioning talking about how you're not interested in the portability of it. It's just a console to you. I kind of wonder if they'll bring out in a few months' time or in a year's time, like a mini version, which is just a home console. That's that's like a discounted price. Yeah, if they had like a um, like a two hundred dollar version of this that wasn't portable, uh, that's, I, I think that'd be a really good idea. Actually. Yeah, like I, I would, I would be kind of because. At, at a certain point, like that screen is costly to produce, and if it's yeah. literally just like the internals, like that thing has to be as tiny as my like Nvidia Shield thing, which like you can barely see in my entertainment center because that's exactly what it is. Um, 
that's another thing. I, I didn't mention this. I do have like the Nvidia Shield that this thing is supposedly based on, and I've you know played games on that before, and that's a it's a it's a de- decent little gaming box. Like it's it does it does it pretty okay, and I'm sure Nintendo's got this kind of souped up a little bit. So you know, I think the hardware is going to be there, but it's not going to be PS4 Pro, and it's definitely not going to compete with XBO X, XBO uh, Xbox. Is it Scorpio or Scorpion? I don't Scorpio. Remember. Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. All right. Xbox won't have any games to play on the console anyway. It's just really <laughs> hype. <laughs> uh, somebody's uh, cool. bitter about the Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be buying one now. I'll be. I'll de- definitely be looking around and kind of seeing what happens. I'm. I think this kind of forced. Uh, scarcity thing that Nintendo has been doing lately, like with the mini Nintendo and now with the Nintendo switch where pre-orders are already sold out and they announced the thing on Thursday. Like, I think that's kind of a bummer. So yeah. Yep. Cool. Any final thoughts on Nintendo switch before we get into our questions and then we'll wrap up the podcast. It looks really cute. Like the console design itself is just very pleasing to look at. It's like, I just, I don't know. I like it. I'm a sucker for good console design. So. Yeah, I do agree with you. It's very well designed and it looks nice. And apparently, by all the previews that everyone's at today and yesterday, it's very sturdy as well. Apparently, it feels mm-hmm. very well built. So that's good. Everyone that I've seen that has actually touched the console has been mm-hmm. very pleased with it, which is always yeah. good. That's yeah, cool. Uh, basically like what I like about this concept is that it just seems to be making people smile. Like you're seeing all the photos of people playing it, everyone's smiling and grinning and uh, gaming is very serious at times. Um, and it's kind of fun to bring some of that joy back uh, <laughs> and to have just the smiles that gaming should be fun. It doesn't need to be tense or stressful or, or that's what realistic. makes fun for me. Bringing bring that, uh, bringing the joy back in the joy con, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I kind of like that. There's room for that. Courses. Yeah, exactly. But there, that's that's right, and it, it's good to have that uh, variety in the world. Not it's not yeah, just the hyper realistic games. It's mm-hmm. totally agree. The stupid ribbon arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like goofy video games, and Nintendo usually delivers with like the the wacky yeah. goofy stuff. So and, um, I'm, I am definitely into this. Well, let's uh, let's get in. We only have a few uh, DMs, so let's let's jump into those real quick. Uh, I have marked them with your name, so you know which one to read. Nikki, you're up first. All right. Oh, one sec, Jeremy. You have two, by the way. I added an extra one at the bottom that just popped up. So cool. There you okay. Go. Cool. Right. Far away, Nikki. Nick. All right. This one's from Chris at Local Bones on Twitter. He it's says, your boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts on the Nintendo Switch are they called that game ARMS? Is it the sequel to Hands? I laughed out loud throughout the conference. It was so bizarre that I couldn't even focus on the quality of the games. It was so silly. Some fun JRPG announcements and that great Zelda trailer were the highlights for me. But those JRPGs will likely make their way to PS4 and Zelda can be played on Wii U. I was still somehow excited about it all, and I hope that people love it when they get their hands on it. Love you, boys. Bye. P.S. They called their game Arms. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Is that the sequel to Hands? Like that's really good. <laughs> that implies like a whole series of like next year's. You know, when Shoulders comes out next year, and, right. oh, Lower Back is coming out in 2019. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo can't go lower than Lower Back, though. It's getting a bit. Above the PG rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
You'd get away with ankles, I think, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can get away with the ankles. Um, just a quick shout out. Uh, Chris has a podcast that's a friend of the show, Chomp Chain Podcast. And uh, his episode and his co-host Dylan's episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton came out this week. So if you guys yes. guys check that really out and then go check out Chomp Chain Podcast, which is back after a six-week hiatus. So Yeah, especially if you like Nintendo stuff, because them boys are, are big on their Nintendo stuff over there. So I don't know if you guys yeah. listen to Chomp Chain yet, but Chris's... Uh, conversation about stardew valley makes me want to run and do nothing today but play stardew valley and unfortunately like i have <laughs> shit to do today so i can't do that um we're gonna move along with cameron swarbrick aka at night underscore twitten um cameron's been following us for a while i like that dude <clears throat> he is good dude he says who boy that switch though General thoughts. The system looks really good and seems like it will allow for a, tr- a lot of traditional gaming styles as well as innovative new stuff. Down here in Australia, the price is bloody horrific, though, at $500 for the main system and 60 plus for peripherals. As the game shown, as for the game shown, I am really happy with what they showed off. That ARMS video made me want to yell every time Springman did his grab move, <laughs> and the live-action trailer was goofy but super JoJo-styled. XD. Mario Odyssey looks great, but Mario interacting with normally proportioned humans in a fairly realistic setting is so disturbing I can't get over it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Xenoblade 2 looks ace, as does that little Octopath Traveler t- teaser. And finally, that that Zelda trailer just mm, shows off a gorgeous world, the crazy smoke demon of Calamity Ganon, and voice acting. Legend of Zelda is getting anime as hell, and I teared up when Zelda started crying in the trailer. Same. So yeah, overall, I really loved it, but pricing means I may not actually get the system until the end of the year or start of the next year. Can't wait to hear what you guys thought on the podcast. Thanks. Yeah, that, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about that Zelda trailer being kind of anime, and um, as you guys know, I'm, I'm, I'm not much into anime in general, but man, Zelda like breaking down in tears to Link, like I'm like, oh shit, dude, y'all are going to be plucking that some was, heartstrings. Yeah, that was so upsetting. I'm just like, who did this to you? I will find them and they will be destroyed. <laughs> uh, Nikki, was it you that tw- that retweeted the thing? Like, um, it was the, the two pictures. I was like, I vowed to protect her. I want to... <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. <laughs> Cliff, you want to read cool. some pluses? Yes, uh, plus at Sentinel underscore plus. <clears throat> While I don't mind the Switch MSRP, I was hoping more for the two forty nine price point. Word on the word on the peripherals is likewise expensive. Yes, <clears throat> that and the subscription with the monthly game, which is rental, is less than enthralling. However, I'm digging the game selection with third party developers. Looking forward to SMT and Xenoblade Two. Zelda, of course. The less said about Creepy Mario, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad that everyone. Mario today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad that everyone's on my side when it comes to Creepy Mario in the real world and not Vader's side. That should be on my side. It was hilarious. <laughs> I just loved how Japanese like the people were, like the like the clothes and stuff were like. Yeah, it was quite yeah. funny. It was very, it's very much a Japanese take on New York City because I promise you, like. Yeah. If anybody has been to actual New York City, the streets are not that empty. Like, you have to fight your way down the, the sidewalk. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Vader. You're up next. Uh, my turn. My thoughts. That is Lars's thoughts. Not at Tech Credo. It's a gimmick console with just about the same processing power and graphics as my smartphone. Well, I have a console between fun gameplay and the latest graphics when you can have both. 
If I had any personal relationship with Nintendo and its games, I might have been super excited on the other hand. So he's just not into it. Not a Nintendo guy from sounds of it. Um, Cliff is at Tech Credo. You're like your alternate parachute account in case you get banned on <laughs> at Cliff Goldsmith. Because this sounds like your opinion exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> our uh, our last question or last write in of the day is our old friend Ninja plus Badger equals 2017. Um, and he used to be Ninja plus Badger equals seven. So that's really funny that he did that. Anyway, <laughs> um, he says, Growing up in the 80s, I was on Team Nintendo, not Team Sega, boo hiss, and I was always had a love for them and their philosophy. Despite their recent history, which portrays them as being out of touch with the rest of the industry, with the Switch, I really want them to do well. I'm rooting for them, and I want them to shake it up. The console wars need a Nintendo foot in their kicking ass, or at least keeping the other two on their toes. They've shown they can innovate with the Wii Wii U, which may not always come off, but the thought process and love is there. I hope to get a Switch in the future, and we'll keep a close eye on it, but again... But then again, I like the Wii U, so what do I know? Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you very much, Ninja Plus Badger. Yeah, that's that's a point that we didn't bring up. Like, I really feel like the video games in general kind of are served better by having these three companies out there doing stuff. Because mm-hmm. while Microsoft and Sony can kind of compete directly with each other on these like big, huge, AAA kind of like crazy multi-million dollar games like having nintendo there as a third alternative to get these weird and kind of interesting experiences is is valuable to the to the industry as a whole yes i feel like that nintendo's kind of stayed out of the console war it's like they they stand on the sidelines while sony and microsoft just like bludgeoned each other to death and then nintendo's just like hey check out this weird cool thing that you probably would like we don't know. Just take it. I yeah, they're it the- I'm just like, yeah, I'm here. I, I got it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that they don't even try to like keep up with the graphics or anything because they they probably recognize that that they you know they could only it, it, they could only be you know second re- realistically mm-hmm. like they just they just aren't that hardware company that can create you know bleeding edge consoles. So why even try to compete? Just do something totally different. I think it's I, I think feel- that's interesting. They keep they they keep things relatively like uh, family oriented. Like this is a console that the entire family is going to enjoy, regardless of what their personal taste in games are. Yes. So I like that about Nintendo. Yeah, I, like I'll be able to play with, like the one two switch with my four year old daughter, mm-hmm. and she'll understand it, and we'll be laughing and having fun together. And that's and that's what it seems that he knows more about. Um, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, they, they they want people interacting and moving around with each other, which is which is really fun. I did just see um I'm and I've got to make a confession here. I was um happened to be looking at Twitter on my phone during a podcast, which I know is a no no, but uh I just saw that they've they're they've announced a uh, rock band game for Switch that's going to have soundtracks from like Pokemon and Xenoblade Two and things like that oh, that you can play, which sounds bonkers and really really cool of Nintendo <laughs> to do. So props to them. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Um. But also Mario in 4K, like what's the point? Like that's the thing. That's why they don't need yeah. to keep up with the graphics. Is that it wouldn't look that any much that much better because it's, the graphic style doesn't need it. Um, yeah, I'm already a little weirded out by Mario's hair that we can see, like his little like, <laughs> messy, like like spiky kind of thing that's going on underneath that that Mario had. Like I'm already kind of the closer they get Mario to actually being a real person is just 
man, I just don't like any of that stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think that's going to do us for the week. Any final thoughts before we get to the credits of the episode? Cliff, why don't you, why don't you go first? Nah, um, final thoughts. I'm good. Yeah. Nope, you're good. Okay. Vader? I uh, hope you guys liked your t-shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. Uh, Vader sent the entire podcast crew for Christmas Dark Insight shirts. If you've been following us on Twitter, you've probably seen those. They're super comfortable. Uh, they're very soft. and They're very large, which helps me out because I'm a, I'm a large old guy. So. Yeah, I did some stealth ninja work and found out from your wife what size to get. <laughs> yep, yep. You're you're very you're very practiced at finding like finding people's wives on Facebook and asking them their addresses. Which, <laughs> when you say it that way, sounds really bad. <laughs> Bro, he, he did it with me with the uh, the uh, Bloodborne DLC. Yeah, guy. yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, jo- Josh, I I got um, actually Cameron. One of our commenters today, uh, he he helped me out because he had sent something to Josh. So I I stalked him on Twitter and got the Josh's address from him. Uh, so yeah, pro. Well, Nikki, what do you have any final thoughts on the Switch? Uh, no, I'm just I'm excited. I'm I'm trying to decide if I should try and pre-order it if pre-orders jump back up, or if I should just wait on it because. It's got that hefty price tag for a yeah. Nintendo system. But, it's going to be you know, a bit pricey. I can keep myself busy with other games until I can afford one anyway. So it's not a big deal. I'm well, cool. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much for coming in and guesting with us. This has been super, super nice. Uh, ever since your Don't Give Up Skeleton episode we recorded, I'm like, well, we got to get her on every podcast that we do now. So <laughs> thank well, you very yeah. much again for coming yes. on. It, it gives me good experience so I can start my uh, crying over Lady Maria podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Soul Waifu podcast, I think definitely is a, is a good idea. <laughs> uh, it's very good. Where can, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Lost Panda on Twitter, and I I do have a Tumblr, but just ask me for it, and I'll hook you up with my Tumblr because my Tumblr is like, it's weird. You don't want it. If you want it, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um her Tumblr is very much fun. I highly recommended. So. <laughs> um, thank you again for guesting, Cliff. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at my usual place, uh, Twitter, Cliff underscore Goldsmith, and Decrepit Gaming on Twitch and YouTube. And um, if you can, send a, send a follow over to Decrepit Gaming on YouTube so we can get uh, Cliff enough followers so that he can change his name to that from that like weird string of characters to actual Decrepit Gaming. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. We would appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Vader, where can people find you on the internet? At Vader Van Oden. Vader Van Oden anywhere? Yep. Uh, anywhere, anywhere, Jeremy. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, nobody, zero people noticed this, and I'm very sad about it. That I put your grinder profile in the notes for your "Don't Give Up Skeleton" episode. <laughs> Did you make me a profile? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't go that far. <laughs> 
but I did provide a link to what I think is your profile. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but nobody clicked on it to get it. It was very, it was much, it was very much of a bummer. What did you put analytics on it so you could tell you recently giggling? Why you go here? <laughs> I just assumed that somebody would would like tell me and, and be like, oh hey, I, saw, I see what you did there. But like, yeah, nobody. Yeah, I didn't put analytics on it. That should probably, maybe. Don't I lie. Have. You got analytics on that link, and you're waiting. I don't. I don't have. I don't even know how to do that. I need to, need to figure out how to do that. Anyway. Um, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Dark Insight Pod. Um, just a heads up: over the next month or so, you may see some weirdness with your RSS feeds. Hopefully not. Um, similar to Don't Give Up Skeleton, we're going to move our back end from SoundCloud to a different service called Fireside. So if you see like old episodes popping up in your RSS feed, just go ahead and delete them or re-listen to them. They're they're still fun. Um, but if you have any problems with that, just let us know and we'll try to fix it. Just send us a DM. Um, you shouldn't have to resubscribe or anything like that. It should just automatically like kind of start working. So yay! And um, what else do we got? Do we have any any other stuff? Nobody. Okay. Nope. <laughs> oh, let's let's give Brian Wade a shout out because he tried to crash this podcast this morning. But uh, it's, it's not. <laughs> that's not. Okay, that's fine. We can do that too. <laughs> can I go? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Brian started a Star Wars podcast over the Christmas break, where he is exploring all of the expanding universe, all of these uh, crazy Star Wars stories, and. Um, I have kind of an insight into his guest list over the next few months, and you guys should pay attention to that. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, very cool. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will be back with next week with an episode with Josh and some special some special friends about a special topic, from what I understand. And until then, it's not insight unless it's dark insight. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, that was a good podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you so much. It's not like your wife is having a baby or anything. Right. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be kind of fun, though. We could have a live birthing pod on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave your mic on, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's the miracle of childbirth. I bet that, um, I bet that does not sound fun on a uh, no. podcast. I, I wouldn't think so. Could be a world first, though. So Could be. Cliff, or Cliff, are you here? Uh, yeah, I've just jumped in. Yay! Did you hear us ragging on you about doing a live birth podcast? Mm, what? <laughs> <laughs> we were saying it would be pretty funny if your wife went to labor during the podcast and you just left your mic on and we heard the whole thing. Oh, good lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be like that Tim Tam Slam episode we did, but totally different. Yeah.